Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Hoops Cast. I am your host, Jacob, aka Rusty Buckets, joined by my co host, Muhammad, aka Mojo99. Say what's up to the people, Mojo. Mojo in the building once again, man. We got to keep this thing ongoing. All right. So uh, we just watched uh, game six of the NBA Finals. So for this episode, we're going to give our reaction to the finals as a whole. We're going to start you off by introducing ourselves. Obviously, um, a lot of the guys, probably most of the people coming to this channel already know about us. But you might not know of our introduction to basketball and how we became NBA YouTubers. So we're going to go into that. So first things first, what we're going to go over in today's podcast before we move on to NBA Finals talk is we're going to talk about how we became NBA fans. as well as NBA YouTubers. So uh, I'm actually going to let Mojo go first because I already know my story and I'm interested in hearing his. So you can start with... I know your story. Yeah, (laughs) duh. That's kind of how that works. So (laughs) you can go with NBA fan and then YouTuber. Actually, we'll we'll go NBA fans for both of us and then how we became YouTubers. So go with NBA fan first. All right, so my NBA fan story is kind of a blur because at this time, I was like 14 years old. It was 2014 and stuff like that. And around that time, the Hawks were starting, um, the Atlanta Hawks were starting to get good and stuff like that. And as for, uh, if you got a lot of, a lot of you guys don't know, I live in Atlanta. I wasn't born here. I was born in North Carolina, but I've lived basically in Atlanta my entire life. So I was like kind of forced to be a Hawks fan, if you know what I'm saying. So um, who the, fuck the year 2014. That? Yeah. So, the year 2014... <laughs> oh, wait, dude. Dude, okay, here's the thing. Look, I declared myself as, as a free agent in, in the year 2014. I had two choices. Either Stan, the Charlotte Hornets, and good Lord, I'm not doing that shit. I'm not putting myself through that heartache. You so made the better of the two choices if those were yeah, the only two choices. Yeah, I'm, I'm being a Hawks fan, so I think I'm, like, looking at these two teams right now, these two rosters and stuff like that, I, I think I made the right decision. But anyways, you know, um, what really caught my eye... Uh, with the NBA and stuff like that, and what really, like, drawed me in was um, my second favorite player in the NBA, my favorite team, and also my favorite player right now, LeBron, Paul George, and the Atlanta Hawks. They're my favorite things in the NBA right now. So what originally caught my attention was the series that the um, Atlanta Hawks were playing in the playoffs against the, um, against the, Indiana, against the Indiana Pacers. And we got our asses looked at because we didn't have our starting center, Al Horford, who was, like, on the verge of low-key starting. But I'm not about to get into, into that today. But um, since we – uh, so after watching that series, I, that, that kind of draw – that kind of took my attention. And it, it kind of, like – it kind of my, – my, my passion for basketball ran away. No, it, it – fuck, man. God damn it. Can you edit this shit out? <laughs> Can <laughs> you edit that shit out? I don't know. God you fucking so, up. It's kind of funny. Fuck that. No, bitch. Take this shit out. <laughs> so okay, back back on topic. After watch after watching that series, that's um that's basically how I fell in love with basketball. Seeing my actual seeing my hometown team actually like do something good for once. And after that year, or maybe in that same postseason, I'm not even too sure. Fact check me if you want. Um. That's when the LeBron Indiana um that's like that was like at the peak of the LeBron Indiana the, the Miami Heat LeBron of course Indiana thing popped off and you know that was an epic 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 Those duel. Those were some great duel, underrated like battles. That. 
yeah, Paul George, when he was on the verge of being that dude up next to be the next superstar, top three, top five player on the planet back then. But, you know, obviously, you know how that shit went. Anyways, that is what, like, gained my attention and interest. Watching those two, LeBron and Paul George, go at it. That shit, like, that shit was <laughs> goddamn inspiring, dude. That's what that's what made me want to um, play basketball more. I was fat as shit back then. Just, just letting you guys know. And I couldn't play basketball, but I played it a lot because of those two. And, like, that shit really just made me fall in love. And, uh, yeah, that's how I that's how I got into the NBA, essentially. Was there any particular game that you think had a huge impact, or was it just finally getting around to watching it? Um, yeah, it was that one game. I can't tell you. It was in the, it was in the Western Conference Finals. It was, of course, Miami versus uh, Indiana, and... There was this one moment, this is one of the most famous moments in, like, Western Conference history, <laughs> if that's a thing. Uh, Paul George, he blew past by LeBron James, and then he hit this nasty-ass cockback dunk on oh, uh, Birdman yeah. Chris Anderson. Oh, and he had this mean-ass <laughs> flex to it at the end of that, too. And yeah, I was I'm really like, visualizing that... it right now. I remember that flex yeah. perfectly. Yeah, that moment right there, like, uh, man, it was a... That was, that was the moment that made me like, okay, that made me figure out, okay, this was my sport. Fuck football. So I became an NBA fan in 2013 when the uh, first series that I ever watched, or sorry, I, I watched for the 2013 season, like towards the second half of it, because uh, my dad started getting me into basketball, or the NBA rather, and as... We got into this series versus the Brooklyn Nets, and there was this particular game by Nate Robinson. I believe it was either Game Four or Game Six. He had—I'm pretty sure it was Game Four. He had like 36 points, and he hit a game-winning shot or game—I think it was game-winning shot. Might have been game tying in overtime. That was essentially like a 20-foot floater where he was like just barely like a foot into the three-point line. And I the hype that I felt from that shot, I, I've never experienced that in any kind of sport, any kind of really viewing experience live. So that kind of just sparked my love for the game. And then I went on to watch the 2013 finals. And obviously that's a great first finals to watch. Uh, and even though I was rooting for the San Antonio Spurs, the way that I felt about that Ray Allen corner three, the way that it just completely blew my mind, just pretty much hooked me to the sport in general. And actually, to get to, get, to put a perspective on just how fucking terrible my understanding of basketball was at the time and the NBA, <laughs> uh, I was legit like, why are the Heat starting Dwayne Wade over Ray Allen? Because Ray Allen's a better shooter. Because <laughs> I literally did not understand. <laughs> Because when I when I was gr growing up playing basketball, I was always the guy who shot the ball really well. So I was like, three point shooting is everything. Why isn't Ray Allen starting? I was ahead of the game on this shit. <laughs> but yeah, definitely Wade should have been starting. But yeah, that Ray Allen corner three uh, sealed it. The Nate Robinson game winner slash game tying shot. I really should have researched it, but who gives a shit? Uh, that shot really sparked everything, and the thirteen and the Ray Allen shot sealed it for me. That really came became me loving the NBA. 
even though I was unfortunate enough to be a Chicago Bulls fan. Unfortunate. <laughs> so you can go with your uh, story on um, how you became an NBA YouTuber. Okay, so before I started, you know, so, okay, here's the thing. I, I When I walked into the NBA scene, um, the first, like, ever piece of NBA content that I would watch consistently was no NBA creator. It was, um, it was a show on NBA TV that's now being canceled. <laughs> NBA, it's called, um, fuck, oh, yeah, NBA Starters. That was a show that I, that I would watch consistently almost every day after school. And that kind of, like, got my mind jogging about basketball as a whole. And um, later on through that, that just, like, grew my passion for the sport and watching and shit like that. And then I started watching, like, NBA creators. But first, it started out as, like, I would watch basketball videos and then expand it to NBA, NBA videos. So, um... I'd watch guys like Kick Genius at first, and then I'd watch guys like Chris Move. Those are like two goaded ODs and shit like that. And then after that, I would elevate my uh, my contact selection and shit like that. And I would watch um, really SDC and Mike Corzemba. Those, those were the first like NBA creators I would watch. And um, I've always kept in the back of my head. I w always wanted to do YouTube. YouTube was like one of my main entertainment sources when I was younger. I would barely watch TV because that shit was mid and I, I would just be on YouTube like 90% of the time. And I told, always told myself that I wanted to be a creator of some sort, but I just didn't know what type of videos I wanted to make. And um, so as the years went on and shit like that, I was in high school, I never really got started on it. I've made like re really random videos here and there, but like none serious and shit like that. So, um, what made me, what, the day I started YouTube was uh, around this time, two years ago. That's when I posted my, like, full, my first video on YouTube saying that, oh, yeah, I wanted to make, I'm going to um, make NBA videos and shit like that. And I also made a video on this channel saying that I would do, not on this channel, but, you know, my channel, that I would do um, vlogs too and shit like that, which I will do, like, later on throughout the future and shit like that. I don't so, think I could ever do um, that. Why? <laughs> I I could not be some one of those dipshits in public with like a fucking selfie stick and a camera, just like, hey, what's up, guys? We're over okay, here. This that's shit. cringe. That is cringe. <laughs> I feel you. That is cringe. What's up, Jake Pollard's ugly ass? Oh, that's cringe no, as fuck. No, 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 no. Fuck that guy. <laughs> nah, it ain't gonna it ain't gonna be like that. But I'm I'm gonna try that shit one day because it's something I always wanted to do too and shit like that. So I'm afraid I would just um, fucking copy Casey Neistat. I feel, <laughs> I feel, dog. So that's um, I put I posted my first video on my channel like two years ago, and shit like that. And like it was right after I graduated high school. Actually, it was like a month or whatever after I graduated high school two years ago. And um, since I was like so freaking bored, I was like, and I had like, oh yeah, also throwing this in there, I moved into a house and shit like that. So I had my very own like, no, this is like the second time in my life I had my own room and shit like that to myself where I could do my own thing. And I was like, okay, bet I don't have to share it with nobody anymore and I can actually start doing shit. So um, that along with a couple other um, events pushed me to make YouTube videos. So um, I started, 
I, yeah, let me let you know some of the events that pushed me as well. Um, I was bored and I got my heart broken by some, by some, by some female, which led me to like, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just had to get my mind off of things. So that basketball was that for me. And I made videos talking about, um, I predicted, I do, you, Rusty, you know how like my predictions are fucking crazy? Yes. Dude, I predicted the uh, I predicted the Carmelo Anthony thing happening, the Carmelo Anthony to OKC thing happening before it actually happened, like of like four or five months before it happened, which is fucking crazy. So I made a video, I made little draft videos and shit like that, which is like obviously my bread and butter, and um, I made you know random free agent videos and shit like that too. But I never like really took it seriously or was or was consistent until I started college. And this is where shit like turned left for me. So once I started college, I like stopped making videos. I make like maybe once every two weeks or something like that. I won't make it consistent at all because my schedule was crazy at the time. But then out of nowhere, something happened to my college um, application. So that means I, that meant I had to stop going to college for a full semester. And I was like, fuck, shit. Because that's what I really, I really wanted to go to college and shit like that. And uh, back then, my mental was, uh, you know, I was just focused on being on track with everybody else or at least some, some of my peers and shit like that. When in reality, you shouldn't, be, you shouldn't really want to do that shit anyway. So once my college application fell through, I was like, shit. I need to go ahead and um, guess, fuck it, why not try out this YouTube thing for real and really apply myself and shit like that. And that's what I did. And after, like, I, I gained, like, I don't know, 300 subscribers and shit like, or some shit like that, I went out and bought a camera. And then after I bought a camera, I just, folk, I just, like, was really focusing on, like, bettering myself and, like, um, also advancing like my content and shit like that because I really fell in love with the shit. There was one point in time where I would upload like three videos in a day. I would like four videos in a day one time. They were like short-ish videos. They're like five minutes, six minute videos talking about random shit, you know? But I, but I would upload like sometimes tw two videos a day, at least one video every day at worst. That's what I did. That's why I have so many videos on my channel and shit like that, which I would delete, but I just like to have them up there and I want to see people who want to do this shit when they like see the growth and shit like well, that. Well, so, also deleting videos fucks up your channel apparently. I learned that yeah, the hard yeah. way. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, yeah. I remember you told me you you deleted some I low deleted quality like videos or something like that. And my channel died for two months right after. Fucking damn! Holy shit! Yeah. That's and I I resorted to making real. some clickbaity ass videos because I was desperate for fucking views, and they still were getting nothing. <laughs> Oh, man, yeah, so there's a tip out there. Do not delete any videos. You can put them on private at worst, but don't delete. Yeah. That's a tip out there to anybody making videos. So, um, yeah, I just fell in love with this shit, like, last year. Uh, last year, like, Christmas and, like, New Year's. Damn it. Fuck, do you hear that? No. You don't hear that? Fuck, I think this audio, the camera may pick this up, though. It's going to pick it up, definitely. Well, I can cut it out. Alright, hopefully. Hopefully, dude. You're going to hear this shit. Okay. Well, let me restart this cord. Okay, there we go. It's still on. So, uh, yeah. Sometime around, like, Christmas and New Year's Eve time, I was just really focused on this shit, and that's when I hit... Uh, my first 1k subscribers and I was fucking piped like shit dude I was so lit and I and like 
I was just focused on growth and development, not only for myself, but like, you know, on this YouTube shit too, because it was something that I really, really, really wanted to do and shit like that. I want this to be like my job one day, you know? And uh, yeah, that's, that's, how, that's how it went. And I'm still going today. For me, what's funny is um, it wasn't a cause of it, but I did get broken up with just like you, like right before. <laughs> I mm -hmm. started this shit. Ironic as hell. I had a girl break up with me on my 16th birthday. <gasps> on your birthday. That bitch. <laughs> Fuck her. God damn uh, it. Yeah. Uh, I was. It was also because I was born on Leap Day. Uh -huh. So it was actually one of my few real birthdays. Yeah, I remember. So, <laughs> sweet 16, real birthday. <laughs> don't. I remember i remember that yeah, shit. that was that was tough but that, that wasn't an inspiration for me starting my channel but mm -hmm. uh i do think the boredom that came with that from the fucking loneliness yeah is part of the spark of it <laughs> yeah, um so i also like you had grown up watching youtube and had always wanted to do youtube for a career but i had just never seen an avenue couldn't do vlogging because one i didn't want to do that shit in public and two i didn't think i was i would be able to be entertaining enough my life is pretty boring mm -hmm. um two uh gaming not very good at gaming and i don't think i'm funny enough to do that consistently i like i upload one gaming video like every two or three months because that's how fucking mm -hmm. bad i am at making them but um uh so I couldn't do that, and then a bunch of other stuff like story time, fucking shit. I, I have no stories to tell. So everybody got a um, story to tell. I ain't got any. I got. They make. They had some crazy bullshit on those fucking channels. But, um, <clears throat> couldn't fuck doing pranks, all that. I, I saw no avenue for me to do YouTube. But one day I discovered this channel called A Funky Diabetic that um, had about 3,000 subscribers, and he had this series on the Detroit Pistons. It was a My League. And I just admired so much the way that he did that My League realistically and the way that he tried to apply a story to it, even mm -hmm. if looking back at it, it kind of sucked a little bit. The Nick series was what really sold me on his channel. That was great. But um, I, I started my YouTube channel after I'd watched those videos because i'm like yeah i, I want to do this shit because i think i could do my league really well because you know the future of doing my league on youtube is a bright one that's definitely a certified failure <laughs> right there but um eventually i moved on from my league i deleted all of those videos and i started making videos similar to funky's now where i'm talking about an nba topic over 2k footage um but i'm uh i got uh what am I trying to say here? I eventually moved on to using NBA footage for a long time. And then I started getting copyright claims. So that had to end. Mm -hmm. uh, and I moved on to photos and stuff like it is now. But my first video was why Ka Kawhi Leonard is a unique player. Which is a very um, topical right now. But um, mm -hmm. I made that uh, towards the end of 2016. Like in December. Because I just got a microphone for Christmas. A $30 fucking microphone. And it was garbage. And <laughs> I, um, that video got about a thousand views in a week, which for a new channel is pretty damn good. 
and then I moved on to make a video. Well, next video I did was why Harris or can Harrison Barnes be a franchise player? Yikes! Which that came out when after Harrison had just signed with the Mavs and he'd been averaging like twenty points per game. So so cut me some slack on that one. He was averaging twenty after over like twenty games. He looked like he would be decent. Not a franchise player though, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So the video after that I did why Kristaps Porzingis can be better than Dirk. And I don't know if I agree with that, but that video got 3,000 views in a couple of weeks. And I was like, oh, shit, that's pretty damn good. And then I went on a couple more videos, and I suddenly realized, because I had no idea what Social Blade was at the time, I suddenly realized going down my channel, oh, wait, my Kawhi video has 20,000 views. So I had a pretty early success. I got to about 300 subscribers pretty damn quick. Um, And then I spent an entire summer uploading pretty much daily uh, and this is when I was using NBA footage so that's when it was easy to make videos because I could just record my voice over and then put a mix over it mm-hmm. um, but I did that and then my goal by the end of summer was to go from 300 subs to a thousand and on the last day of my summer vacation I hit it I uploaded a video right after the Kyrie Irving trade uh, called "What the Tough Decision the Cavaliers Must Now Make, and it was about the Cavs potentially trading the Brooklyn Nets pick. It's one of my top viewed videos on the channel with over 200,000 views now, uh, and that got me to over 1,000 subscribers at the time, and then I've pretty much just been doing what I'm doing now and grinding really hard on it lately. Hmm. Um yeah, that's kind of that's how I became an NBA YouTuber. It was always something I wanted to do. I finally found an avenue for it. Oh yeah, the first video that I ever watched. Damn, that's a loud ass sound. Fuck, dude, you're gonna hear this shit. All right, it just stop. It's, it's like the water fucking pop. Anyways, the first video that I ever watched of yours was uh, the Demarcus. It was a Demarcus Cousins in a Cavs jersey, and uh, it was talking about the Cavs pick, I think, or some shit like that. Yeah, that was the video that yeah. I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I That's remember. the one that got me over a thousand. Yeah, that is insane. That is insane. It was a terrible fucking thumbnail. My Photoshop skills have gotten a lot better. The shit was lit back then. But yeah, uh, I, I, when I, I discovered your channel through watching uh, MEO's Christmas special, mm-hmm. the NBA Storyteller's Christmas special, yeah. which is a wild fucking video you should watch if you haven't yet. Yeah. Uh, that has me and Mojo in it, but yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't check out your channel after that, but like, I, I, your shit started getting recommended to me, and I was like, ugh, fuck, I'll, I guess I'll watch this guy. Yeah, ugh, <laughs> fuck. What you mean? I guess <laughs> you. That's a blessing, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fine. This looks like a decent video. I'll watch it. It's good, you know. So here we, here we are now. Uh, but I wanted to go over to the origin origins of our names i have a pretty unique one i don't know about you so you can yeah uh, what like did you, yeah like how how did rusty buckets become a thing like you just look at a bucket like you <laughs> and then you're like ah it's rusty it's gonna be my youtube channel like what's up i'll, I'll go into that you do yours first me first i want to hear you Look, mine's just nice and simple okay i want to hear yours well i want to hear yours all right fine i'll go first dingus <laughs> so <laughs> Alright, so if you guys didn't know yet, my name is Muhammad, and whew, nobody knows this shit, but my middle name is Jawando, and um, my, my, fr- my best friend's family, they like mushed those two together, it's Mojo's word already, but they mushed those two together, 
and uh, they decided to call me Mojo, and that's how like they, uh, that's what they call me every single day whenever I talk to them and shit like that. And also, and I figured that hmm, I need I needed a catchy name. My first, my initially my YouTube name was gonna be uh, some dumbass shit. It was gonna be called uh, Muham. Fucking idiot. Yeah, I know. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> it was be called Muham. And then uh, I figured I just that got the most mean look on my face right there. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um I tell you what, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be co-hosting a podcast with no Muham. <laughs> Honestly, dude, I'm so fucking happy that that the, the term Mojo just became a thing now. So, yeah, um I just combined those I combined my first name and my middle name and I smushed them bitches together. And uh yeah, it's I figured that that would be catchy enough and um since no, no one is named, no one on YouTube. Well, actually, there's some, there's one dude. There's like two channels on YouTube. There's one big ass like movie channel called Watch Mojo or some shit like that. I didn't know it existed until I made my channel. And then there's there's also this other creator named Mojo too. He's like fucking, he's foreign or some in some bullshit dude. He's like a gamer or like he's a vlogger or some shit. But uh, yeah, there's that dude too. But other than that, there's like nobody on this platform named Mojo but me. And uh, yeah, yeah, there's another Rusty Buckets. <laughs> Is there? There is a guy whose channel used to be named Rusty Trumpet, and he changed it to Rusty Buckets. And he had, like, when I saw, I had 100 subscribers, and he had, like, 1.1K. And I I eventually just, like, this, I had never talked to this guy. I never knew anything about him. He was a perfectly fine dude. But I was just like, fuck this guy. I'm gonna surpass him mm-hmm. in subs, and now he's at like 1.3, and I have 41,000. So what a flex! He's probably a nice guy, but suck my nuts. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so the way I got Rusty Buckets was uh, it's kind of a long story, but the short version of it is: in middle school, I was in Boy Scouts just because my best friend was. I had no interest in being in it, but I was tired of him always being busy on the weekends, not being able to hang out with me. So I was like, fuck it, I'll just join the Boy Scouts. Literally was in it for three years and never earned one badge, so that showed my dedication. F in the chat, three years, no badges? God damn, you do a blue shirt with no badges. <laughs> I didn't try. So, um, so I was a Boy Scout, and we had this camping trip um, where... It was, the campsite was just off of a landfill for some reason. And it was a landfill that was like wood and like tires and shit like that. So it didn't smell bad or anything. It was just like house parts mm-hmm. thrown everywhere. Um, and we decided to play Manhunt in the middle of the night, which is basically like hide and seek. But if you say hide and seek, it means you're gay. So you can't say that. <laughs> By middle school logic. So... Um, <laughs> you don't get some. <laughs> uh, okay, go on. My bad. So my brother, my brother's gay. So I get, a, I get a pass there. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. Because people yeah, okay. say people in the comments. Oh my god, Rusty, homophobic. <laughs> yeah, no. So uh, everyone in middle school called everything gay. I think we all know that. That was that was my joke. But um, uh-huh. so we play manhunt in the middle of the night. And we're, keep in mind, we're right next to this landfill at the campsite. So there's this wire fence that is up. And I'm running in a field. Like, the grass is, like, up to my chest. Um, and Damn. I'm running through How this field. How tall were you back then? I was over six foot. Good 
Lord. It was tall grass. So I was running through this grass, and there was this wire fence that was, like, pushed down, so I couldn't see it. So I'm running, and then I trip over the fence. I put my hands out, and there's still a scar on my hand from this. There is a, a uh-huh. wood, wooden board with a nail sticking up right through it. And this fucking rusty-ass nail goes straight through my hand. And it through your it hand? caught me. Yeah. And it caught me like in you, the you, thumb. Wait, 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 wait. You could see it, like, on the other side of your head? Yep. Oh, fuck! F in the chat! F in the chat! Goddamn! Okay, so it went through, and then um, it went through the thumb part, uh, which is the most, like, thick muscle part of your hand. So it it, it hurt like a motherfucker because it tore through a bunch of muscle fibers. But, um... So, when that happened, since I was in so much shock, I barely felt it. I didn't feel it until the next day. Um, I was They put me in a truck and turned on the air conditioning because I was sweating profusely from this shit. Uh, and mm-hmm. as I was sitting there with this nail in my hand, because they were like waiting to pull it out until they got some medical supplies ready. So, I was mm-hmm. like sitting there like, oh shit, I don't know when I got my last tetanus shot. So... I was like, oh shit, this nail is rusty. This nail is really fucking rusty. I'm going to get tetanus. Um, And uh, so while there's a nail sticking through my hand, what I'm worried about is the rust. So, and and the can't, there's this thing in Boy Scouts, or at least when I was in it, that they always try to find a nickname for you. They don't like calling you by your actual name. I was in boy scouts for a year at this point but i had no nickname yet because they couldn't think of anything that really stuck for a while they called mm-hmm. me butterfingers because there was this one time we were playing football and i could not catch the damn ball to save my life um <laughs> but because the scout leaders found it so funny that i was so paranoid about the rust and not the nail they decided that my nickname would be rusty so, through the rest of middle school, my nickname was Rusty until I moved to North Carolina, where no one knew who the fuck I was, obviously. So, um, I got the nickname Rusty, uh, and then mm-hmm. later on when I decided to create my YouTube channel, my favorite player in the NBA was Jimmy G. Buckets. Mm-hmm. G stands for Gets. So, I combined the two nicknames between me and Jimmy Butler to be Rusty Buckets. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. That's lit, that's lit. Damn, that was, that was a deep-ass story, dude. Holy yeah, shit. For, for a long, long while, I had pondered making my channel name JK2K. <laughs> because Man. I was going to do my league and my initials are JK. So, yeah, that would have been. Okay, that's I'm glad I went fuck. with this. This is definitely a better name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's straight. JK2K isn't bad either. If you ever decide to make a 2K channel for separate 2K channel, you should go with that still. Yeah, no, I'm good. Um, yeah. Uh, so let's let's talk, let's talk about the NBA Finals now. Uh, this is very fresh on my mind, obviously, because we literally just clicked record right after watching Kawhi win Finals MVP and Bill Russell look like he didn't know where he was. 
Spurs fans sick right now. Sick as fuck right now. That's the first thing I gotta say about this finals. So is DeMar DeRozan. Exactly, dude. I was just talking to my see, little cousin about that. Did you that. see Skip Bayless on Twitter? What'd he say? I just replied to him. I was literally like, just shut the fuck up, old man. Yeah, that old lady. He, he was... ain't an old man. He an old lady for sure when it comes to LeBron, <laughs> Kawhi, or any of these top he like, said something like that he, he hates. said something like, congrats, Raptors fans. He's going to leave you soon, too. Like, shut. Stop being petty. Hey, okay. Well, I mean, like, if, even if he did leave, he has the right to leave now, you know? He fulfilled the goal. Yeah. He has every single right um, to leave. He don't owe them nothing. <laughs> And we can go into that in a bit, though. So I want to get. Mm-hmm. There were injuries were a huge factor in this series. I guess we can yeah, start with that. I mean, I open yeah. up the video that's going to be out tomorrow. Uh, Should have been out today, but my internet is shit. Um, mm-hmm. Open up a video with basically just me saying "fuck" anybody that was cheering for Durant getting hurt. Fuck all those people. If, let's say, Game 6 was in Toronto and there were fans cheering for that, for Clay's injury, I would have to go down to that arena personally and bitch slap every one of those motherfuckers. <laughs> that shit <laughs> pisses me off more than anything. Yeah, dude. When Clay fell down and he was grabbing his knee, that just killed my vibe momentarily, dude, for so. <laughs> I've never been so angry at just the world as a whole. <laughs> exactly. Like, I was like, seriously? You got to take him down, too? One, because obviously you don't like seeing someone get hurt. And two, I'm like, I don't want this championship to have any kind of asterisks on it other than Durant. Like, if you throw in Clay getting hurt as well, it just looks real bad. It's basically almost handed to you, you know? Well, it's not handed to you, but it's definitely a lot fucking easier. It's tossed um, to you, okay? Tossed. Yeah. I mean, but, like, almost almost every championship, you know, injuries do play a part of every single one of them. It's just that this one right here, it really, like, fucked with them. Yeah, and the Warriors in the past have definitely benefited from people being injured because, you know, the Warriors would not have won in 2015 if Kyrie Irving had played. So I guess it kind of evens out, but still as a Warriors fan, obviously you have to feel sick. Most Uh, definitely, dude. But I mean, Let's talk war- about Game 6 since it's the most fresh on our minds. Uh, okay. They pulled a pulled a Chris Webber, but at the same time, that was kind of the only option they had. Exactly, yeah. I if bet you there are going to be people giving them shit for that, but it's like there was .9 seconds on the clock. They were all on the floor. There was yeah. nothing that could be done. I don't even besides know why like that was off, on Twitter. <laughs> but other than it being kind of funny. <laughs> that, there's nothing you could do besides for pull that like 2k shot where you're on your knees shooting from half courts yeah i tell you what that would have been unbelievable had that happened and gone in yeah that <laughs> and the refs didn't want that fucking game to end it killed me when that foul happened and like Kawhi went from like almost about to celebrate to straight back to business like just in an instant you could see it on his face yeah d- although yeah, you dude. couldn't really because his expression never changes that much but you could still so, see it so right so right about that dude he showed no respect to the whole Kawhi's of roboticness knows no ends like even when he's celebrating it looks like he's a robot that's like what does it look like for a human to celebrate okay i'm going to do that <laughs> 
Like he looks like he knows he's supposed to celebrate, so he just goes for the most generic shit he can think of. Honestly, like, oh, I'm gonna dude, yell honestly. and flex. I'll, dude, I also <laughs> want to talk about that man, that big body bitch, Kyle Lowry, dude. <laughs> you gotta Kyle, call him a big body bitch. <laughs> that's what. That's exactly what he is, and that's good. I'm proud of him, dude. He's like, he's like been one of the most mean players, most like talked down on players, in like the Twitter NBA community. Low key on the lowest of keys, and I do mean the lowest. Mm-hmm. Kyle Lowry kind of had a case for Finals MVP. Yeah, you. I mean, shit, you low key right about that. He had just on the lowest of keys, on the lowest of keys. You right about that. I want just to, to emphasize, it's the lowest of keys. <laughs> But, yeah, so, I mean, with Kawhi in this series, Kawhi in rounds one through three was fucking absurd. And for the finals, I feel like that kind of caught up to him, and he was dealing with a little bit of injury. Though his stats still looked pretty damn solid on paper and definitely looked better than Lowry's for the series. Mm -hmm. Um, He got the most help out of his teammates. All of his teammates, actually, except for fucking Marcus Hall. That man is inconsistent as fuck but he, he but like when he showed up they really needed it and it paid off but like yeah outside about, of so with lowry it feels like i i talked about this in the second podcast with um guys who just feel more impactful mm. when they're scoring like Kawhi's scoring didn't feel that impactful besides for the end of game five mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely right about that Absolutely right about that, dude. And with Lowry scoring, it felt kind of, it felt really impactful because it was like, oh hell yeah, it did. Anytime Kyle Lowry like, scored, you were like, oh shit. Exactly. Like we're really fucked if you're letting him go for real. This man over here hitting step back twos, dude. He always he loves that inside the paint kind of reverse, not reverse, but fade away too. Little fading jumper, yeah. Yeah, he loves that shit. You gotta respect the shit out of Kyle Lowry after this series. Exactly, you just got dude. to. Exactly. This, this man, man has had... gone through so much. He's struggled in the playoffs for so long. He finally, after after years of criticism, has an amazing series and wins a championship. Damn, exactly, dude. This man showed up and showed up. He put his dick out, out of the table, and he shoved it into every single person who was talking down in the mouth. He was okay, out here doing his thing. <laughs> he was doing his thing. man? He was doing his thing. Lowry, big boy, Lowry, fucking shoving his dick in all of his haters' mouth. <laughs> That's exactly what he was doing. We're going to we're gonna have to put fucking parental, advi- parental advisory on the fucking podcast <laughs> dude i for a hope no 12 year olds or nothing like that i got like little little dudes who watch me and stuff like that and i hope no one watch hear me talking like this yeah they'll be fine dude do you, do you not remember what it was like being 12 i was making dick jokes all fucking day <laughs> but yeah, anyway so let's i guess let's let's after talking about game six uh game six had a crazy ending um mm-hmm. It, it just was a bunch like, of uneasiness in the air. Yeah, I have never felt so much adrenaline in watching basketball other than the end of Game 7 of 2016. Yeah. and Even with my own team, there's never been this much on the line for my own team for me to feel that much. For whatever reason, I felt like I was suited up at the court watching this shit going down. 
Exactly. Like I, I my like heart was eye. pumping. Me and Mojo were like really tired before this. Like the the like the day that we're recording this, I had gotten four hours of sleep, forced myself to go to the gym, and because I'd been slacking on the gym lately, I forced myself to work harder than I have in a long time. So I'm tired as fuck. Exactly. I'm tired as shit. But hey, but you needed that, that adrenaline. Yeah, at the end of that game gave me so much of so much of a boost. I went from ah oh, shit, are we gonna have to record a podcast to hype as fuck. So I'm I'm in a mood to talk about this shit. So Exactly. Do you have anything else to say about game six? Um, yeah, dude, shout out to fucking Fred Van Vliet and Siakam. Siakam oh, hell yeah, Father yeah. Fred. Yeah, dude, for real. That's a that's I know that's a dope ass storyline that Fred had going on into oh, the series. I, let, me, let me say this real quick. I called dibs on the Fred Van Vliet documentary, all right? I'm doing this shit. <laughs> hey, I'm totally do this shit ASAP, bro, because I guarantee you someone from, by, like, from, <laughs> within these next three days, you're going to see a Fred Van Vliet video up there. From undrafted to beating the Golden State Warriors in the finals. Boom. <laughs> I That's a great fucking title. <laughs> put, five, put five arrows in the thumbnail. <laughs> Oh shit! You already know the keys. Yeah, exactly. And also, damn, yeah. Shout out to um, Ibaka, dude. Serge Ibaka actually played well. You know, he didn't. He, yeah, for sure. He didn't. Have, uh, he didn't his like, jump shot. His jump shot has gradually disappeared. As his, like it, at, at the start of his career, he didn't have much of one. Then he became like a borderline great mid range shooter. And now mm-hmm. he's gone to like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, his, you really I want like that guy shooting your jump shot? on the court? Yeah, I feel like his confidence on the court. He's one of those players who are like, their confidence isn't always at an all time high and shit like that. Yeah, but I mean, he he wasn't taking as many jump shots in this series. He was great on defense, as you would expect. Yeah. I mean, his yeah. offensive rebounding in particular. There were so many times where he would grab an offensive rebound and go up with that right hook. And it was money all the time. And he, he hit one of those with, like, two minutes left in the game. There were so many offensive rebounds where he went right back into the post, put, put that fucking hook up, money. So, yeah. Ibaka was impactful. Ka- Kawhi Leonard was arguably the least impactful. If Fred was in the starting lineup for this game, then Kawhi was the second least impactful player in the starting lineup for game six. Man, you finna get shit in the comments. I mean, dude. it's true. <laughs> it's true. Kyle Lowry, <laughs> Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, and Pascal Siakam all had better games, in my opinion. Okay, I think that's okay. fair. I mean, hey, I, I'm a, I'm a, I, mean, I love mean, Kawhi <laughs> Leonard. I love Kawhi Leonard. Uh-huh. But that's just the truth. <laughs> I saw. I mean, like. Okay, I mean, okay, okay, you could, you, could, you could keep that statement to yourself, you know. I'm, I mean, I'm going to respect it, but... You, you could back old, me up nah, a little bit thinking... here. Ain't no backing up with me. I got you none of this smoke, boy. You can, you can stay in that corner yourself. Okay, stay away okay. From me. <laughs> Do you got anything else for game think... six? Because I'm ready to... I think, okay, I think his his um scoring his his impact on the court wasn't as loud as you would want it to be. That's how I'm, how I'm going to put it. Yeah. Sure, but I, That's I, I still think he was the fourth best of the starters if Van Vliet started. Man, that's tough. <laughs> and maybe, <laughs> maybe the fifth, maybe the fifth best overall. Maybe even Ibaka just seemed more impactful to me. Gee, okay, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> just slowly ruining my entire career. All right. Uh, <laughs> 
So I guess we can, you know, jump back to game one, uh, mm-hmm. and then go go from there. Um, so I would say uh, game one was pretty, you know, standard. You know, it was pretty, you know, pretty much the same thing the whole way through. Like it was like the Raptors had control, and that's about it. Uh, yeah, and I think that game set a lot of the tone for the series. Pascal Siakam had a great game, which was definitely the best game of the series for him. Um, mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard played well. Kyle Lowry played well, at least to my remembrance. I'm actually gonna look yeah. up some of the stats right here because I don't want to. Yeah, oh, I ain't yeah. gonna lie to you. Bro. I forgot like, I had no internet. Game Never one mind. Is- <laughs> oh, F in the chat. F in the chat. God damn it. How many times have you, like, fell for that today? Oh, 20 times at least. <laughs> I, 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 I wanted to fucking take a break today and play some video games. It's like, oh, yeah, I don't have any internet connection. It's fucking fun. Let's play some offline 2K. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the worst, bro. What you do? Play Blacktop? <laughs> my League? I have a My League that I play sometimes where I play as okay. LeBron James from his first year in Miami and try to have him win, like, eight championships. It's pretty fun, you know, but... Okay. But, uh, okay. I yeah. I that. All right, like what we were saying. Um, oh, yeah, like I was saying, I don't remember... I remember game one, but I don't remember, remember any, like, specific details like that from game one. So, from the, from the jump in this series, I had... Uh, Raptors, or sorry, Warriors in seven. And that was with the mm-hmm. knowledge that Durant was out. Had mm-hmm. I known Clay would get injured, and had I known, yeah. and had I known that the Raptors had home court advantage, I probably wouldn't have said that. Because I thought the Warriors had a better record than the Raptors this year, but apparently mm-hmm. not. So, yeah. yeah, so game one was pretty cut and dry. There was really no much of a question unless a run was going to be made about who would win that. So I'm going to look up the stats on my phone with mobile data. All right. It may take a, a minute. Stay patient, folks. So if we can go over the stats here, uh, for the series, uh, let's see. Is this including game six? No, it is Yeah, not. I don't think it's including game yeah, six yet. Yeah, they didn't reference doesn't yet. have it yet. But before yeah. game six, I'm not sure what it would look like now, but Maybe I should shut the fuck up because Kawhi, <laughs> Kawhi was averaging at thirty, ten, and four, and Kyle Lowry was averaging fourteen and seven. Uh, Kyle mm-hmm. on a little on worse efficiency than thirty nine percent. Yeah, it'll look a lot for, better for Kyle. Yeah, it'll look a lot better after Game Six, but yeah, for yeah, so, Kawhi for definitely so. deserved that Finals MVP. I just think Lowry had a case. Game one, yeah, pretty pretty standard shit. Um, game two, uh, that one was a bit closer, and I think the result was a little bit more up in the air, but I think it was, uh, yeah, Golden State ended up coming away with that one off of a fucking, of all things, Andre Iguodala three-pointer. Clutch. <laughs> Which... I never would have predicted. Yeah, I remember that. One of the clutches. Man, they left him open for a reason, and it's still, they fucking paid the price. Exactly. Uh, Also, underrated aspect of that game. When the Warriors were getting ready to make a shift in who was taking the lead and shit, Quinn Cook hit two clutch threes. Oh, I remember that, dude. I remember that, yeah. 
those two threes were and cold uh, that, that got shit. so that got so little traction like no one was talking about that shit on twitter like after like they made a mention it at the time yeah. but no one was talking about how key that was those two three-pointers without, were so huge for them yeah without those two threes if those two threes ended up being bricks then this 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 thing may be over in like five instead yeah because i mean well yeah by the math it would have been 103 to 104 and the raptors would have won so yeah um let's see here so game three um game three was uh yeah that was that was uh curry's 47 point game beautiful masterpiece the poor man's back was breaking carrying that team yeah without a doubt him him without (laughs) that game that game should be considered an all-time performance because when you consider the way that the Raptors defense was playing that if it's just Steph and then all those fucking bums yeah that cannot shoot 70 overall they their starting lineup their starting lineup was Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala, DeMarcus Cousins and Sean Livingston and then obviously Steph. Dude. So DeMarcus Cousins and Andre are the only really okay three-point shooters. Like, and that's a strong okay. That shit gave me 2015 LeBron James throwback vibes right there. And Curry, LeBron had it worse, even worse than that, too. What's so funny is that um, the Warriors are always considered like, oh, they're such a great three-point shooting team. Yeah. Obviously, their top three guys are all-time great shooters. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you remove those guys, it is the worst shooting team in the league. <laughs> Wait, you think they're the worst? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. The their best shooter, if you remove those three guys, is, is Quinn Cook. Oh. Then it's Jonas Jurebko. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right, dude. Jonas is so fucking ass cheeks, dude. You're right about Jonas Jurebko is a stretch four that can't shoot. Extremely tough. <laughs> Can you imagine that shit? Literally, all he does. All he's supposed to be is a is a big man that can shoot threes, but he can't shoot threes. And he's not even, and he's not not even good, good at it. it. Yeah, useless, basically. Because yeah. he's not good at anything else. All he has is fucking a shitty goddamn facial hair, and that's about all he's got. <laughs> you jealous? <laughs> going for him. Am I jealous? Yeah, of his facial hair. Even I, got, even I got better facial hair than that. Oh, man. Too bad I can't enter this conversation yet. <laughs> that man's got some... Blonde wispy pubes off of his chin. This is not looking good. <laughs> oh no! Nah. Oh no! Nah. So game four, right? Sorry, was the I game didn't that... mean to go in on you like that, Jonas. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, no! And so game four, Raptors go up three one. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty handily by thirteen. Uh, Clay Thompson had a great comeback game, but Steph wasn't quite forty-seven points. Steph. He had 27 on 40% shooting. Yoinks. Two for nine from three. Yoinks. Went missing. I mean, a lot of these games were pretty standard, other than Curry's 47, but it wasn't a loss. Mm -hmm. But game five and six were nuts. Um, So, game five... Warriors win by one point. Yeah. Comes down to a Kyle Lowry corner three pointer that Draymond Green blocks. Yeah, that- and I tweeted as the game was going on because Lowry had. Let me look this. Up. Lowry had. 
18 points on 50% shooting as well as six assists. And he was playing well. And I was like, I literally tweeted like, you know, shout out to Kyle Lowry for proving me and many other people wrong. Mm-hmm. And then he missed that. Cor- he gets blocked on that corner three and people are like, oh, this didn't age well. Like he still played good. He just had his three blocked. It's not the biggest deal in the fucking world. Exactly. There was minimal time. Exactly. People make it too big of a deal out of that. I, I thought it was dumb that people were roasting him for that. Yeah, it was funny. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Kyle Lowry slander because that shit's some of the funniest shit on Twitter right now. I, I more enjoy the people talking about his ass. I think that's <laughs> funny. <laughs> now you gay for that one. <laughs> What's up with you, man? You got a thing for NBA players? First it was Malcolm Brogdon's no, voice. No. Now it's Kyle Lowry. <laughs> you talking about Kyle Lowry's ass now, man? What the? Who Who did I start a podcast with? Man, look. Hey, people in the comments listen is right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm accepting new podcast host applications. Rusty, Jacob. Rusty Dingus, that's your name. Oh my god. Hey, oh my how phone. many of them how many of them have 40k subscribers? Don't matter. Subs don't matter. It's all about the content. <laughs> <laughs> this shit dead. I, okay. I did not sign up for this. No, I wasn't saying I liked his ass. I'm saying I like the jokes on Twitter about it. Calm your shit. Dude, Dre I feel like we, we gotta talk about Draymond too, dude. He he oh, we're talking about Draymond Green. He fucked that yeah. shit up. Game seven. We need to talk about Draymond Green, yeah. Stats. So in game six, mm-hmm. Draymond low key threw that shit. Yeah. Maybe even high key. Yeah. If you first of all, you have to watch. He the game. did get fouled on that one thing. Yeah. yeah. You have to watch. He got fouled mm-hmm. on the turnover. I admit, everyone. I think everyone can agree they saw it. He got fouled, and it should have been called. However, you do not sit next to the fucking ref the entire possession and just stare at him. Green definitely could have impacted that possession that led to Marcus All getting fouled. He could have come from behind and gotten a steal. He could have blocked the shot in a way that wouldn't have been a foul. But no, his dumbass is over there fucking complaining about the turnover that was, yeah, it was a foul. I get it. But first of all, if you're an NBA player, you really should not waste that much time complaining about fouls. Exactly. Especially because they can't change it. There's nothing you can do about that. It happened. It was called that way. That's the end of it. Move on. Now to I the get player. it. I get it during like the midst of a game because if you complain it about it a little bit, maybe the ref will be like more a little bit like, all right, you know, I was wrong. I'll be a little more helpful to you. But if you're going to do that shit late in a game, late in the game, that was so fucking stupid. And then he comes back down and then turns it over again. It was it was terrible, man. Yeah, those, he fucking blew that. Those shit. closing minutes right there, that shit hurt him for real. Like if you just look at his stat line, if the, if the average NBA fan look at looks at his stat line, then they would just assume, oh, he had a great game. Wow, dude, Draymond dude really did his thing, and he did like for the most part. But towards the end, when it really, really, really counted, he fucked that shit up. He fumbled the bag right there. Green is generally like a good guy, good at making like winning plays. Mm-hmm. But that time he was very much contradictory to fucking winning. Right? He there. gets way too Especially much. Especially when head. they needed him. Yeah. When Clay and Kevin Durant are out, the guy that really needs to step up because you know Steph will. The guy that really needs to be more impactful is Draymond Green, and he was a negative. Yeah. At the end of that game. Yeah. Demarcus Cousins was more important. Exactly. And that is wild as fuck too. That is wild as fuck too. 
I'm man. We could talk about Demarcus for a bit. Yeah, actually, Demarcus, too. man, because that man thought he was getting a bag after this year, and that he was going to get a championship, and he is getting neither of F's those things. F's in the chat. F's in the chat for real that for is him. Tough. Exactly. Exactly, dude. Well, lesson learned for him. <laughs> lesson learned for him. God damn, dude. I mean, so how do you? He passed on two year forty mil. Yeah. Tough. Yeah, just to get paid what maybe max, absolute max, six million a year from some other random team this summer. Wait, he probably resigns with the Warriors this summer. I feel like. Yeah, I think we're gonna see this team back. I think after that injury, Kevin Durant's gonna probably just take his player option and just ride out the season injured and then come back mm. and then look at free agency. Yeah, because he's not gonna play for. Uh, the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't and, be surprised uh, with that. I, I only want to. Yeah, so I think we could see a very similar team this year, next year, mm -hmm. similar team from this year, next season. Um, I do want to touch on this briefly, only briefly, because the video that I'm about to put out tomorrow is on this exact topic, just more in depth. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was very annoyed. Uh, with the hypocrisy of the NBA media's reaction, uh, specifically Charles Barkley, and as well as other NBA fans, with uh, with Kevin Durant playing and getting injured. I don't know if you saw it, but Charles Barkley was like, I blame the Warriors, or I blame the Warriors. What other fuck? I, I, I'm not an impressions guy. <laughs> <laughs> he was... His he was like I blame the Warriors for playing him. It was unfair of them to expect him to play after missing basketball for a month. Keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. He said after missing basketball for a month to put him into those conditions. Hey, so yo. let's go all the way back. Let's go all the way back to 2013. Mm -hmm. Derrick Rose is recovering from his ACL tear. He just gets cleared for practice towards the second round against the Miami Heat. Mm -hmm. And he releases some statement about why he's not going to play. Basically, like, I don't want to be at my child's graduation all sore. Yeah. I don't want to be old as shit and be in pain and shit like that. I don't know if you remember I that remember that, exactly. But Charles Barkley was like, it is selfish and disrespectful of Derrick Rose not to play in the playoffs after being out for a fucking year. But when it's Kevin Durant and you have the hindsight of knowing that he tears his Achilles, it's fair to it's unfair to put him out there after a month. Man. Man, I have no Look, I don't think anybody should really take what Chuck says, like, take it with a grain of salt what he says. Nobody takes him serious. I think people just want to watch him for, like, the laughs, honestly. I mean, it's, but Charles Barkley is just an example of that because there are other people that echoed a similar sentiment at the time who are saying the same shit now, I guarantee you. Jeez Louise. Everyone's using hindsight with that. <laughs> I think all of us, <laughs> I think... Uh, any of us probably would have been like, yeah, Kevin Durant playing game five. Mm -hmm. If he said he was good, if the medical staff said that he was good enough, we're all making that call. It's just unfortunate what happened. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like Steve Kerr said, it was a collaborative effort, and he said if he could take it back, of course he could, but that's not how the world works. So what was the other thing we were going to tackle? Oh, Kawhi Leonard's free agency. Yeah. So um, I was going to make a video uh, about if he should return to the Raptors. I think I still will. Mm-hmm. What are, What are your thoughts on that? Fuck no. Dip and do what the fuck you want. Don't th- leaving off like this right now is the perfect. It's it's a perfect like story store signature moment in his like career. You know, leave off on a good note. Cause after this season, let's be real. How confident do you feel like? How confident are you in the Raptors like repeating what they do? Do you trust Kyle Lowry still to have something to do something near what he did this postseason? I I mean. What what else is like? What else is brewing up in Toronto after this season? I know Siakam, he's still like progressing. He's young as shit, and I know um Fred VanVleet, you know, he's still progressing too. But outside of like those two, I mean, like ah, Marcus All, he's aging, and he like after this year, he may get just even more inconsistent. I don't think he should stay at all. I think he should pack his bags and either goes to freaking the Clippers or the Lakers. Well. I am sitting here uh, with my jaw dropped because uh, I didn't expect that opinion, uh, mm-hmm. at least with that much certainty. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think the general consensus for most people is that you know you don't leave the team that you just won a championship with. Uh, but I, if I was Kawhi, I think I would. I, I think I would look at my options and see like, hey, can the Clippers get me Clay Thompson? Mm-hmm. Uh, can I go to the Nets and play with Kyrie Irving? Yeah, I'd rather do something that. like that. Yeah, because like I don't know about you, but I'm not a big believer in like Pascal becoming a superstar. Yeah, player. yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't think, I think he, he can become be. all star for sure. An all star for sure, but I don't think he's gonna be nothing crazy. Yeah, essentially. Um, and then. Uh, obviously, everyone else on this roster is getting older. They're not yeah. really getting any better. And like, yeah. fucking think Patrick McCall is gonna break out. We <laughs> going for that four time MVP, four time NBA champion. That's what he's going for right now. <laughs> yeah. So I saw Dom Dom Two K said on Twitter that uh, Pascal is gonna become fucking Robert Ori, where as soon as he goes to a team, they're guaranteed champions. <laughs> Oh shit, dude! That'd be fucking wild. So you don't think you don't think that's a perfect like storybook ending to to Kawhi to Kawhi's like to this chapter of his career? Man, I don't I don't know about you know storybook ending or anything like that. I think chapter. um I don't know. How do you think Raptors fans would react to that? They shouldn't give a fuck because this is the first title that they ever got. They better be grateful. What the fuck? Like, what do you mean? How would they react? They should be grateful. I think they'd be. Ha- I- They'd be happy about the championship, mm-hmm. but it would feel a little, it'd feel a little empty and a little hard to root for Kawhi, just because it would be like, nah. almost feeling like being used. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, like it would feel like, yeah, Kawhi came here, got his championship, and he fucking dipped. He had no interest in sticking mm-hmm. in this cold ass country. Mm-hmm. I mean, he brought. He said, "Dual citizenship." Fuck that! Get that out. Of <laughs> I mean, he was brought there to do only like one thing and one thing only. And after this season, after this year, I, I, I really don't like believe and trust in the Raptors players specifically. Talking about that boy Kyler, I don't think he do this shit again. And Marcus Gasol, I'm really like iffy on this man too at this age. 
I feel like after this season, there's no, there's like no. Yeah, I think this could be. I think this could very well be a twenty. 2011 Mavs where it's like yeah we just won Ex- that one but it's not exactly exactly they are not repeating this shit again do you know how how like not to say lucky, I think but... they could repeat I think they could repeat next year but I don't think they would do it a third time <sighs> I don't think there's any future past that. No, I don't think they can repeat next year I think that shit did I feel like Kawhi should just end this off on a good note Walk out in the sun in the sunset. I don't think Raptors fans would view it that way. I don't think I would view it so, that way. If so, I so what are they gonna do? I mean, I'd him? be happy with the championship. I'll, no, I don't think they. I don't think they'd hate him. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think they would appreciate him as, as much. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, I would. I would be glad that the whole thing happened because it'd be like, yeah, we got a championship out of it. But it would feel a little bit like you've been. I mean, used. they better. Fuck it. If you've been used, you've been used. This is the first championship you ever won in your goddamn life. Like, fuck it. If you're gonna feel used, then okay, it just be like that sometimes. What did that? What did their previous franchise player do for them? <laughs> nothing. They ain't do nothing. And he's this man just has been there for less than a year. It's been like ten. He's been a Raptor. Okay, I'll just put it this way. I'll just put it this way. Kawhi Leonard is not going to become a beloved player in Toronto if he Okay. Leaves. I think that's fair. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, shit, he's the best He's the best player that they've ever had in their franchise's history. So, I mean, like. For sure. So, I mean, like, I feel like he will. But there's not a crazy amount of competition. There. Yeah, you're right. There's not a crazy amount of competition. But, hey, it is what it is. And I feel like, <laughs> I feel like you know, I, I don't. I don't think. To me, if there are any Raptors fans listening to this podcast right now, they gotta let us know themselves how would they feel if Ka- Kawhi was to leave this this off season. I think all of them would agree. Like, yeah, it's still a positive that he came mm-hmm. here. Exactly. Exactly. But, I mean, you can't really say no to that championship. Yeah. But, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Exactly. So, like, what do you think is next for the Raptors at this point? You know, they got. Oh, let's talk about you, dude. You side Ujiri, goated. One hundred percent. Freaking dub. He I mean, did something that a lot of GMs around the league are too pussy to do, and I respect him so much for that. You know, I'll say I think nine out of ten GMs, if they see that Kawhi Leonard trade, they take it, even knowing mm-hmm. the risk. But, uh, I mean, he deserves credit for orchestrating everything up until that point. Okay. I think the Raptors consistently got better every year, even though Dwayne Casey won fucking Coach of the Year. Yeah, like little moves like that. Little. Mm -hmm. He knew that he was not a great coach, and I didn't really understand why. I mean, it took Dwayne like six years to figure out to like start moving the ball more. It took him Mm. that damn long to change up his offense. Like clearly, he wasn't that fucking good. Nick Nurse showed himself to be a great offensive mind as a rookie coach, and he mm-hmm. he himself has a very bright future. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly, dude. That's why I respect him. Not only for like, yeah, not only for like the Kawhi move, but all these little minor moves too. Trading away Jonas Valanciunas, who's next year you could debate that he's better than Marcus All right now, but for like trading away Jonas Valanciunas to in terms Memphis, of winning, I think Gasol is definitely better. Yeah, yeah, for now, for now. Next year, I think Jonas is going to be way better than that, man. But th- but the, the, that that's the thing. The Raptors, he went all in this year. A lot of people, a lot of GMs. You don't see a lot of teams go all in. Another, yeah, you don't see a lot of teams go all in. The only other team to me... 
that went like all in or of course or, or of course like philly they went all in this year and like the houston rockets they always go all in but they always get smacked around and shit like that yeah and nick nurse deserves a lot of respect too oh yeah he definitely did a hell he of a made job. a lot of oh I, I completely forgot about this so i'm glad i thought of it though nick nurse deserves a lot of respect game five that, <laughs> that time out time out I'm glad I'm not the only one that caught that because I thought that was crazy. Because when I first tweeted about it, I I didn't really get nobody like anybody else on my timeline was really saying anything about it. I got a few people like the tweet, but I was like, "Am I the only one seeing this shit?" The Raptors mm-hmm. have crazy momentum. Kawhi is going, going off, and mm-hmm. then that's like, "All right, now let's call a timeout." Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like that that was I've never seen such a momentum killing move in my life. And then of <laughs> course the Warriors mount the comeback after that. Like this game should have been done in game five. That timeout to me is the entire reason that game six even happened. Uh so yeah, that timeout was really dumb, but I mean he still was made good adjustments, even though he kinda cost them one of those games. Still mm-hmm. made great adjustments. Uh Knowing when and when not to use Danny Green. One one more thing from game six. This fucking dumbass Danny Green almost threw that damn game. He oh, had the ball over half court, had one guy defending him. All you have to do is fucking hug that ball. Hug that mm-hmm. ball and wait for them to tackle you. That's mm-hmm. all you got to do. And he tries to throw it to Pascal and they turn it over. Throw a wild ass pass to, to, to Pascal too. It was so dumb that he literally just had to sit there and then he throws that pass and almost blows the game. Luckily, the Warriors weren't able to score off of that, but mm-hmm. they very easily could have fucking lost the game off of that right did there you, as well. Did you see that stat of Curry being like 0 for 20? And I don't know what, what moment it was, but it was like, oh, 0 for 20 and like, I don't know if it's 0 for 20, but he was 0 for something in like 20 second or less like go ahead bucket moments. You saw that shit? There will be no Steph Curry slander on this podcast, Mojo. Uh, I don't want to hear I mean, about I just it. Had to, I mean, you you want you talking about that man Kawhi Leonard like being like I know least impactful and shit like that. Look, man, not, like Steph has had a rough go of it for this series mm-hmm. in particular. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Just because right. missing his left when hand there's man, you no know. one else. That the defense has to worry about besides for Steph. It's so easy to fucking key up on him. You're and right, you right. can't really blame him for for it. Yeah, you know, that's like why I'm not, if, that's I, if I'm, I'm the Raptors, my defensive game plan in the clutch is anybody but Steph Curry is taking that fucking shot. Mm-hmm. Anyone but Steph. You're right. He got a decent look at it towards the end of the game for a three, I think, to tie it or take the lead. Mm-hmm. But... I don't. I'm not going to blame him for missing that. One thing that was interesting to me was after that, you know, Chris Webber moment at the end of Game Six, Steve Kerr and Curry just like stand next to each other and they both just kind of smirk at each other, just like "fuck, man." <laughs> Damn, I guess we're actually. I guess we can actually lose. Apparently, yeah. I didn't know it was possible they, anymore. They needed this loss, though. They needed uh, this loss. Kind of like let them know that, that, that people can fuck with them still. Shit can fuck with them, you know. They're not, <laughs> they're not the golden boys or whatever. And I think, and I think, uh, this series also shows that no matter how talented you are, 
tiredness and fatigue and doing this shit year after year after year comes comes back at you. Exactly. Like I think the reason the Warriors had so many injuries in this series is because they're all fucking worn out. And they yeah, and they've been playing for this long for five straight years. They've been playing in June for five straight years, dude. From October to June, five straight years. That is insane. Like I'm trying to think how many games in the playoffs they play each year as well as the regular season because it's a lot. The Warriors players play more games than most other. I mean, the Warriors in the last five years have played more NBA games than anyone else. You know, based off of just how that works, the Cavaliers would come second, obviously. Um, yeah, it's just absolutely nuts. Uh, so, yeah. you know, even even if you're crazy talented, that fatigue comes back for you. Like, that's why it was so ignorant when LeBron said, not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, not eight. Not eight? People take that shit shit way too soon. Dude, that was just to get the the crowd piped. Brusty piped. Okay. Get the crowd lit. He wasn't like, come on now. Like, I feel like you could tell by the tone of his voice that he wasn't that serious. Come on now. I'm not trying that. to go into LeBron slander right now. I wasn't trying to do that. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Even though the Miami Heat looked like the most talented team ever yeah. at the time of those signings, mm-hmm. everyone was like eight. Even if he said four, like we'll easily win four. There's no such thing as easily winning four championships. I don't care how yeah. talented you are. Yeah. There's no such thing as doing that easily. But you're right. You're honestly right about that. The fatigue caught caught up to them finally and the the injury god kind of you know literally raped yeah exactly like the basketball gods have been on the warriors nuts for so long and they finally hopped off (laughs) 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 slut dude honestly and Uh, these metaphors are getting fucked up yeah dude (laughs) honestly but um how would you how would you rate this finals like on a scale of one to ten um, there were some good games, but a lot of those good games were only because the Warriors were low on talent. Uh, I think this gets an even five just because like there were some good games, but there were also so many injuries that it kind of cancels out some of the goodness of those games. And there was also some mediocre games. And other than Curry's, other than Curry's game three performance, there was no like all time great performance in this series either. So yeah, yeah, you're right about I that. I think this gets an you're even right five that. for well, me. It's not as bad as the last two finals because those were garbage. Yeah. See. But see, yeah, those are. <laughs> you're right about that. For me, I think I would rate this this final series a good like either six and a half or seven only because there are a lot of um moments that like clutch moments that got me up out of my seat yeah no game was a blowout it was i say i I, want to rank them out of all the finals that i've seen so my first finals was 2013 obviously that's a great (laughs) damn first finals game six ray allen chris spot uh james his three-pointer Chris Bosh the rebound. Back out to Allen. Bang. Shout out to Mike Breen. That was my first final. So that's a pretty damn good first impression. So 2013 was my first. So if I'm trying to rank best finals that I've seen in order. 
So it probably goes 2016 is number one. Then 2013. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I guess... I guess it has to be 2015. Uh, 17 and 18 are towards the bottom. Man. I don't know if 2014 or this year... I don't know which one of those I put ahead. I think I probably put this year. Just because... Mm-hmm. 2014, there were really no close games in that series. There were all blowouts. So I, I, yeah. I definitely put this as Cheeks. the fourth, the fourth best finals I've seen. But that's only because I've seen, you know, what, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, seven of them. That boy counted on his fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Yeah, I feel, I feel, dog. I feel, man. I couldn't even rank them like that, dude. That'd be too tough for me to do. Way too tough for me personally to do. So we just saw that Clay Thompson got injured. Uh, well, we didn't see that. We saw that it was an ACL tear. So um, the mood of this podcast just dropped significantly. <laughs> yeah, we already had the knowledge yeah. of Clay Thompson or of uh, Durant's Achilles, obviously, but. I mean, this is just monumentally tough. Um, when he held his knee, it reminded me so much of Derrick Rose. And literally, I mm. said out loud to my dad, because I always watch these games with my dad. Shout out to the homie. Um, <laughs> I was literally like, oh, fuck, I think that's an ACL. Nothing. I'm not. I'm by no means any kind of medical expert. But just the fact that yeah. it was his knee, the way that he landed and like his leg kind of jiggled, I was like, mm-hmm. I feel like that's an ACL. It just reminded me of Derrick Rose so much, and I dude, was like, now the yeah, dude, now they have so many more like questions and shit to fill in the to fill up now. There's so many questions in the air now that Katie's gonna be out for a year and like. Clay Thompson is going to be out for dinner for a year, too. It's like shit. Like, now, now, like, as I was saying to you off of the podcast and shit like that, this man, <laughs> this man, I know, like, I don't know if the if Warriors fans want KD back it's now that, like, Clay is going to be out, too, for a year. If it, what do you feel about that? How do you feel? As much as I hate to say it, this low key in the long term could work out for the Warriors. Like Clay getting an you ACL can't low tear, they might lowball him. They no, could. fuck no. If you do that, he's signing somewhere else. Fuck but who, no. else, me? who else is giving him max off of an ACL tear when you have no clue? Like Dude, Kevin Durant. He, Kevin Durant is so good that you know mm-hmm. that you'll at least get a max worthy player. Clay Thompson could come back from this ACL tear and be like Spurs Danny Green. Which no, is still dude. a good it's no. possible. Look what that's happened still, to that's Derek not Rose. Good. That's not good. You just said Spurs Danny Green. That's not good. I know it's not good. That's the reason why I think a team might be more hesitant to give him Max. I understand a team not hesitating on Durant. Even with an Achilles, mm-hmm. which is a worse yeah. injury than an yeah, ACL. Yeah, he's getting a max no Because what. even if Durant yeah. comes back as 80% of what Kevin Durant was, that's still a max-level mm-hmm. player. But I think Clay Thompson at 80% is not a max-level player. So I, I mean, think, just I think because, teams I know. will be more hesitant, for sure. 
and that probably weighs uh, in man. the Warriors' favor. As no, sad as that I is think, to say, because I, I don't want it to, le- I don't want it to go that way. Yeah, I think Clay. I think Clay. He's gonna. Other teams are gonna put the pressure on on the Warriors, and I think they're gonna be forced to put give him the max. They can't let him walk. That shit. They can't let him walk because he's damn near. He's bound to have a statue outside of their arena mm-hmm. one day. I know. Letting for him sure. walk with this like it'd be a shot in your foot. You know, you can't let this man walk off of. Fuck that. You gotta give him that. You gotta give him that max no matter what. Just because of what he did for that entire franchise. You know. Without him, there there is no there is no like Curry. There is no there are no multiple championships or shit like that. I mean, he's yes, gonna put I these other organizations. That, yeah. How, these, how often do organizations be like, you know, we appreciate what you did. Let me give you max money because of even though it was a gigantic risk. That doesn't mm, actually happen as much man. as you would like to think. Dwayne Wade, yep. when he was coming to the end of his career with Miami, he was like, can you guys just give me like $25 million? I have been taking pay cuts my entire career. And their fucking GM was like, bye, bye, fam. <laughs> you go, go to mm-hmm. Chicago. Go to Cleveland. That's different, though, because Wade was old as shit. He was old as shit. That's true. Clay is still but, at the like t- damn near peak of his career. But if he's your not, argument is he, what he did before is the reason they'll give him that money, I don't think that's going to be a valid enough reason for them. They're, no, my argument is they're going to give him that regardless because other teams, they're not going to let him walk away. Other teams are going to put that pressure on him. Okay, that's that's fair. Um, but, yeah, I mean, think about that fucking luck. You're two of your three best players, Game 5, Achilles, Game 6, ACL. What are the yeah, odds dog. of that? That's like getting struck by lightning twice while getting fucked by a shark. <laughs> <laughs> dude, oh my god, dude, oh my fucking <laughs> Dude, that is so fucked, man. I feel, man, dude, now now that like news came out that it's an ACL and shit like that, shit, now that just like, it kind of chips away like, I don't want. I don't like saying this, but it kind of chips away the value just a bit of like the Raptors. This 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 title that they won. Nobody. This series is gonna be looked back on only because of like, shit. This could be the end of their dynasty and shit like that. Yeah, probably is the end. You know, it really takes the fun out of the dynasty potentially ending. That's what annoys me. Yeah, I like, have been waiting for this yeah. team to come down for so long. But not like this, man. Not even close yeah, to like exactly. this. Yeah, exactly. Nobody wanted They're going this. Out it wasn't a cunt. <laughs> if exactly. you wanted this, if you wanted them to go down like this, you were an asshole. But yeah, anybody exactly. now, no more fun can be poked on them. Poked at. Yeah, them like anymore. I can't even really celebrate this shit. I just feel bad. Like I went exactly. into the, we went into exactly. this podcast happy. We finished recording uh, our reaction to the finals. And then this news came out, and we're like, all right, let's just add this shit into it. It's terrible. I just feel mm. so bad. And I was in such a good mood five minutes ago until yeah, I bro. saw my notification from Woj that he fucking tore his ACL. Damn. That's just so brutal. Damn, bro. So if you're the Warriors, like, what are you doing? Like, tell me your moves this offseason. Like, I have you... no okay, fucking idea. Dude, so like, do you do you want Kevin Durant back? Would you like? Would you press him to accept his player option? 
Or if I'm the Warriors as a franchise, yes. And I'm a, if I'm a Warriors and specifically Curry fan, not necessarily. Okay. Just because I would like okay. to win a championship okay. again without Durant, so it doesn't feel like those hey, ones. To be honest, passes. I ain't gonna lie. I don't think I don't think you win another championship without Durant, and that is gonna fucking that's gonna knock this man's like not really like destroy his legacy, but it's gonna be a little uh a little blemish on his career. People noticing that he can't win another ring without. Hey, I'll tell you this team. though. I feel like he's not gonna get another. He, one. Imagine the script is flipped. Imagine Durant has been playing this whole series and Curry hasn't. Ouch. Think about how that Ouch. think about how the narratives flip there. It's literally just about mm-hmm. who gets hurt. Because I guarantee you the result yeah. would be the fucking same. Kevin Durant would be playing great, but it wouldn't be enough. And people would be saying, Oh, Kevin Durant can't win without Steph. But because Durant is the mm-hmm. one that gets injured, Curry is the guy that gets slandered. No, 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 no. I don't think people. I don't think people are slandering uh, Curry because of that. I mean, I, I think he's gonna receive slander. Not right now. He don't deserve any right now. He's gonna receive slander once people start to realize. I don't think he's gonna win another championship without Durant, a healthy Durant on his team. You know, that's what I'm saying. I I think it's possible. Clay Thompson comes back healthy and then they bring in some depth again and they redo what they did in 2016 and just hopefully don't fucking blow a 3-1 lead. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But dude, this championship right here, oh yeah, I-, I also wanted to touch on this too. Like, let's say like Clay doesn't get hurt and shit like that and like Curry and Clay, they go bonkers, which was damn near about to happen if that tragic incident with clay didn't happen at the end of the third but like if they were to like do their thing and win this game and then win that game seven this would have been like low-key one of the one of the best championships ever yeah my dad i I don't don't agree i don't agree but my dad said that he thought um if the warriors made this comeback it would be better than the Cavs 2016 comeback Oh fuck no! Well, my dad <laughs> is a low did. key LeBron hater, so I'll take it with a grain okay. of salt. <laughs> okay, yeah. He's just an, he's just did. an that old head did. MJ stan, which you kind of have to understand. Uh, okay, yeah, makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. He still acknowledges Damn, he's bro. a top two player of all time, and it's close. So, okay. did I you mean, beat for, that for, into your head? Into his head? Did you have to beat that into his head though? Uh, for a like while, he but he kind of came around to it on his own. Um, okay, fit. But yeah, man, we kind of got to end this podcast on a sad note, unfortunately. Yeah. Clay yeah. Thompson goes out with an ACL tear. Kevin Durant has an Achilles, both potentially career altering or even borderline ruining injuries. Uh, the fun of this right dynasty before, potentially coming to an end is fucked. Right before their free agency is coming along, they're. Yeah. The Warriors dynasty comes down in the worst way possible. Uh so yeah, that's the hoops cast. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good day, man. Oh, if you've been if you reach this far into the podcast, I want you to um co- comment in the comment section Rusty Sus. What? Rusty sus, you heard what I just said. Hey, I ain't forget about the conversation that we had like an hour ago, dude. This man was talking about freaking LeBron James ass, Kyle Hart, like Okay, anyways, that, but, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> subscribe to the Hoops Cast on YouTube. Follow on Spotify and iTunes and all of that. Assuming they're up on all platforms now. Might not be. Waiting on some emails. We'll find out. 
Um, so yeah, thanks for watching the Hoops Cast, and see you later.